Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. I do. I do still really like the countdown. I we've been starting every episode talking about the countdown. Have we really? Yeah, it's my fault. I love it too. <laughs> I take the blame. It's pretty sweet. I take it's the blame. How sweet. how is your week going? Uh, so far so good. I'm starving. Really? Yeah. What do you start? What are you hungry for? Well. I didn't really know until I started looking at uh, or thinking about uh, who's on the show tonight, today, this episode, now. (laughs) (laughs) Not a time. Not a time ever. (laughs) Not a specific time. The warp zone of podcasting. That's right. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I feel the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. Please go on in great detail. Here's the thing. This oh, is... although, also, I won already. What do you mean? Because I got Darlene. Oh yeah. Already. Well, let's. Just... <laughs> Darlene, if you're laughing, you're coming in. How? Yep. Welcome to the show. Coming Darlene... in hot. Darlene <laughs> from Thumb. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. It sounds like we're gonna have a good time tonight. <laughs> we. Hell you yeah. know what? We try to every every episode, and uh, and particularly like when we talk about food, it's it's always like super fun, but then kind of painful, because we get super hungry. Well, at least I do. Yeah. yeah. You just be prepared to be hungry, because that happens a lot when people talk to me. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm excited, and, and now I'm anxious, because I'm going to be starving. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come knocking at the door. Yeah. I love food, so that's a big part of why I think uh, when people talk to me, it makes them a little bit hungry. Um. Well, you know what? Awesome. She's a pro. That's a perfect segue right into uh, where we like to pretend uh, that the audience is never... Well, they don't know who Adam and I are, even though we do this week in and week out. Weekly. They don't know. They don't care. They care about you, darling. And so <laughs> um, let's pretend, though, that they've never heard of you or Thumb. And, and can you tell us just a, the backstory of both? Absolutely. Um, Thumb is uh, a new vendor, I guess I consider myself a vendor at the new Crossroads Collective on the east side. We're at the corner of uh, North and Farwell. And if you haven't been there before, it's an amazing thing. It's a it's a food hall, which is something that um, it's gained recent popularity, but I think it's something that's kind of always been around. I would say that we're similar to something like the Milwaukee public market, maybe. Okay. Uh, that would probably give us the best uh, familiarity with people that haven't been in what's called a food hall, but it's also a little bit of a food court. And uh, at Crossroads Collective, there are, I believe right now, nine different vendors that you can get food from. And we actually started right in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, June 4th, uh, we started a pop-up there. That's and, brave. Uh, yeah. You're <laughs> well, brave. We started well, a little more crazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line, Darlene. It is. And, yeah. you know, starting as a pop-up, 
it was a little bit less risky. We started with a four month pop-up and uh, it's actually my husband and I started it. And uh, we didn't know quite what was going to happen within that four months. And, you know, as, as I said, June 4th was our start date. So it was kind of smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. And we were kind of, you know, saying, let's ride out the four months. Let's see how it goes. And <laughs> four months came and went like that. And um, we decided to stay on the east side and we signed up for another two years. Whoa. So that was official uh, on October 4th. You heard it here. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we've been very welcome to the east side. If you haven't heard of it, we are a Lao-inspired uh, food vendor. Mm -hmm. uh, I say Lao-inspired because authenticity is such a weird thing. Um, I'm a, I'm Lao American. I was born and raised here. Both of my parents uh, are Lao immigrants and they came here in the seventies. And basically Lao food is something I've grown up eating my entire life. So um, I, I became a chef about a little less than 15 years ago. And uh, I worked kind of all over the country. I've landed back in Milwaukee a few times. Um, this last time we've been in Milwaukee for about four years now. And I've had a chance to work with a lot of different chefs in Milwaukee. And when the pandemic hit, I was kind of just in between jobs, opening other restaurants, cooking for other people. And um, the opportunity came up with Crossroads and we just kind of went with the flow of everything that was going on in the pandemic. And it, we, seem to have been welcomed with very open arms. So um, the East Side has been really great to us. Well, Adam, you know, you know that East Side. If I know that whole if, East Side. If there's one thing the East Side is, it's welcoming. It really, honestly, it really is. <laughs> um, That's a really good point. And this is, this is proof. This is proof. And, and so, Darlene, where does, you said you have a love of food and you've been a chef for a while. Where does that come from? Uh, it's kind of weird. I actually, I didn't, I cooked my whole life. My family, you know, one thing about Lao people, Laotian people, um, we love food and food is part of our love language. You'll find that a lot of, uh, a lot of older generation Lao people are a little bit more fierce and uh, a little bit less tender than us uh, newer generation. <laughs> but you know, with the, them being refugees and coming over here, it totally makes sense. And uh, my grandmother, her love language was always food. And, you know, we didn't always get the hugs and kisses that, you know, a lot of people are used to. But love was the way that our family, our grandparents, our parents showed us love. If, you know, you go over to a Lao person's house, one of the very first things that you'll hear them say is, Gin and that means, have you eaten rice yet? <laughs> oh and, awesome you know, rice is obviously very important in our culture but you know so is food and and um sharing food is a big part of the love language so if you ever go over to Lao, Lao person's home you know they'll welcome you into their home and the first thing they'll ask you is you know have you eaten yet are you hungry and whether or not you are they're going to give you food <laughs> adam i'm i'm a fan of that yeah what's our right love? out of the gate <laughs> what's our love language adam Probably beer or bourbon. Oh, a lot of people like that too. It's actually more beer Lao and a dash of Hennessy here and there. Oh, oh there you go. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lao. I read an article a while back that Laos is the second most drunken country in the world after <laughs> Ireland. Um, it does make sense because Lao is, Laos is a third world country. It's very hot there and there's a lot of hardworking people. So oh, yeah. um, I can definitely see that as a great 
way to you know calm down the day also it's really hot there so i can't imagine a better way than cooling off with a nice beer lao absolutely even if it's cold i warm up with a nice beer (laughs) (laughs) well we do live in wisconsin yeah yeah that's true we've we've had to adapt yeah so uh (laughs) let's dig let's dig into the food and tell us what are these flavors like what kind of dishes do you have and uh and even if you want to get into the vibe i know we've had crossroads on in general but like get into the vibe of as you as you see it there over at crossroads collective well with crossroads one of the coolest things is you there's something for everyone we have pizza we have pasta there's a peruvian place um there's the bar and then you've got thumb so you you know there's really a and, and Mina, they do small European small plates. There's something kind of for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's scratch ice cream. So there's, Ugh. you know, yeah, there's, there's something for everyone. So if you bring your kids in and they're not adventurous enough to try Lao food, you know, you can take them maybe over to pizza and pasta. And I'm sure there's something that they can have there that will more so cater to their needs. Um, not to say that, you know, kids are any way, uh, not able to eat them because we have a lot of dishes that I think a lot of kids try. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sticky rice cakes are super popular with kids. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah. One thing about Crossroads is, you know, you, you, you can't leave there hungry. There's absolutely something <laughs> for everyone. Um, and not only that, it's, it's a really fun atmosphere. It's a good vibe and it's an opportunity to try a lot of different food at once. I don't know about you guys, but when my husband and I go out, it's very rare that both of us get the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we oh yeah. Try, yeah. I mean, we want, I, I always want to try like everything on the menu. Um, and that's the cool thing about Crossroads, whether you have food delivered there, you pick up from there or you're eating there, you have these eight different vendors that you can choose food from. So it doesn't have to just be Lao food from thumb or uh, pasta from egg and flour. You know, you can really mix it up and have a super awesome, like American dim sum meal in a way. <laughs> So that's man. All right. So now, yep. This is where it I already get happened. Yeah. This is where what I start we, to get hangry. Five yeah. minutes in, I'm right, starving. Start talking about our food. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your food. Yeah. Let's talk um, about. If you guys haven't had Lao food before, um, one way I have, I've described it to people in the past, and not everybody gets it until they try the food. But I like to say that our food is aggressive in flavor. Okay. By aggressive in flavor, like you're going to eat a bite of something and you're just kind of going to get that punch of flavor. It may not be uh, super spicy as far as heat level, uh, but I'm, I'm just saying you're going to get a lot of flavor and it's something that a lot of, not a lot of people are used to. Also not used to hearing, but after you try thumb, you'll, you'll definitely understand what we mean by aggressive flavors. Um, and like I said, it doesn't always mean spicy. It just means something a little bit different. So here I'm an idiot. So here's how I would atta- <laughs> here's how I would attack this. I would mix all of it, like the meat with the rice with the sauces. I would just m- mix it all up on my plate. Is that so? That's the great thing about Lao food. So we've got a lot of dishes. We've got some grilled dishes. Um, we've got some wok fire dishes. One of our classic dishes is lap, which is um, I think the unofficial dish of Laos. It's uh, it's uh, technically classified as a meat salad. However, okay. we at some do a vegetarian version with charred cauliflower. Um, but what we do is uh, we mix garlic, ginger, lemongrass, um, 
galanga, makut lime leaves, and a punch of Thai chilies. And we uh, cook that down with shallots. And that's just like a huge aroma that comes through. And then that's all cooked in a wok. And we actually right now have a chicken and a cauliflower version. So both of those uh, versions get then sauteed in a wok at real high heat. Um, so they really get those flavors infused into whether it's the cauliflower or the meat. Mm -hmm. And then we hit it with our traditional uh, vinaigrette, which is a mixture of fish sauce and lime juice. And it really just packs a nice punch. Uh, we serve that with sticky rice and uh, fresh vegetables. And then uh, a lot of our grilled dishes are served with um, what we call in Lao, jiaos, which basically means sauce. Uh -huh. We have a couple that are more li like a liquid sauce, which are our sweet and sour and our jiao som. And then we have some vegetable varieties like tomato, eggplant, pepper that are more of like a chutney or salsa texture. Yeah. And the cool thing about Lao food is there's a lot of flavor and then you have like your blank rice and it's all about being able to customize your dishes and making like each bite taste however you want. So you could have uh, a bite that's, you know, a little bit less spicy with a lot of rice and some cucumber, but then have that next plate, uh, next bite be super aggressive and pack a lot of punch into like a lettuce wrap with no rice. So that's the cool thing about Lao food. Like you, you might be eating one dish, but not every single bite has to taste exactly the same. I'm, really, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I was sold at meat salad. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything after that was just a huge bonus. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I completely understand what you say. So Steve, Steve mentioned I would just mix it all together and try it. I'm kind of the opposite where I would probably try individual pieces to see what everything tastes like. And then I'd start mixing in trying some of the sauces with some of the meat or some of the cucumber or, or some of the rice, whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Cause I, I generally like to know how things taste first and then mix them together. It's one of, one of those things like, you know, when uh, people see white rice hit a table, some people's instinct automatically is to ask for soy sauce. I'm just going to mm. tell you guys right now, we don't have soy sauce. We don't serve <laughs> soy sauce packets on the side. <laughs> uh, that's because our, our food is full of flavor. And the thing is, you don't need just that salty soy to, um, I guess, to to spice up our, our flavors. We have a lot of flavor in all, already what we do. Um, and again, our grilled dishes come with those jowls. So the nice thing is if you do need that extra punch, it's there. We don't include those sauces with our laps just because there's a lot of flavor there. But all of our sauces, um, are, they're all made in-house. They're all made from scratch. And um, you can order as many as you want. We have um, really, really tame ones, which like our sweet and sour is not super spicy or anything, but it definitely still has a lot of flavor. And then um, it scales to our pepper jowl, which is our most spicy packs a punch you know it's gonna maybe make you sweat and maybe cry a little bit <laughs> adam makes me do that all the time i can <laughs> even without food. Cry constantly. Will, you know yeah um i so i know the i know the 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 answer is probably you know it depends but um what kind kinds of adult beverages do you see being paired with your food most often or that you'd recommend uh, well, it's not something that we're currently carrying at Crossroads. I'm trying to get a push for it, but I really like beers with a lot of our food. We uh, Beer Lao is specifically what I'd like for us to start carrying. So we're trying to work that out with Crossroads and the pharmacy bar, um, but they do have some great cocktails there. Um, it's funny, one of our 
traditional uh, jails is our Jail McLean, uh, which is our tomato jail. And I actually think that that mimics the flavors of the Bloody Mary really well. <laughs> Oh, nice. So I would love to eventually, you know, get with Crossroads and start doing things a little a little more loud geared. But I think that, you know, um, summer cocktails like Palomas, oh. Bloodies do really well with loud food. Another thing that does well with loud food is beer because it's spicy. So it's going to keep you going back for beer. And I mean, yeah. we're in Milwaukee. Let's let's face it. We've got you can't run from it. Every, yeah, we've got just about every beer and every variety for you to compare with food. And um, I'd love to actually start doing some beer dinners down the road because that's something that uh, a lot of people love beer. So I would love to start pairing our flavors with some of those flavors because I really think with spicy food, that bubbly um, happiness of some of those beers really pairs well. Adam, she earlier she said, you know, something like, it's hard to leave Crossroads Collective hungry. I think that was a dare. <laughs> I no, I think that was a promise. <laughs> yeah, if you guys I, do, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I agree. Well, I can't even imagine walking in there and looking at all of those uh, different vendors and the and, smell. and not leaving. Oh, the yeah, just oh, the overly stuffed. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. It'd be dangerous. I'd have. Yeah. It's going to be dangerous when we go there. It's a tough place <laughs> to work and not not overindulge, to be honest with you. But luckily, we're becoming busier, so it helps us burn off some of those calories. Yeah, that's good. Especially when you're going to scratch like every day. So, scratch is ice. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So so you mentioned your, you've been in, in back and forth from Milwaukee, um, and you've been here four years now. When When things are, you know, quote, you know, regular here normal here what are some of your favorite things about the city um you know for the size of milwaukee milwaukee is an incredible food scene um i mean i honestly i miss i miss dining out so much uh you know with working in the restaurant restaurant industry you definitely get close to um other cooks in the industry and you know you really appreciate their food and get to learn what people love about their food and it makes it easier to share your food with others too because uh, one thing in the restaurants that we used to do and with a bigger staff it was something that everyone does is family meals oh, sure. and uh, that's the first place I got to share you know my, my love food with was you know my restaurant cohorts um, and, and being able to make family meal it's Family meal, if you haven't heard of it before, it's basically uh, a restaurant meal that one of the chefs makes for the entire restaurant staff. And uh, a lot of the great places that I've worked uh, require you to, you know, sit down with the rest of the restaurant staff and have that family meal. And uh, we gain camaraderie from it. But not only that, you really learn people's, um, their love for food and like what they really want to make everyone. Because you know, you can work at a Chinese restaurant, a Spanish restaurant, um, anything, but not get to cook your food. Mm -hmm. So family meals are, it was always a chance for cooks to let other cooks and servers try the food that they love to cook. And um, the funny thing is the food from Thumb is what I used to cook at the other places I've worked. And it's just really neat that I've been able to share that. So I kind of miss being able to go out and try my friend's food oh right yeah we missed that, that too so cool yeah. yeah i do yeah i was just thinking that too i'm like yeah that's 
pretty awesome. Yeah, actually. like and, and like having specials and being able to go out yeah. for Monday specials or Friday specials. You know, it's just things have just uh, changed us all so much mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, uh, it, it'd be nice to get back into the swing of all of that, and and really, you know, doing pop ups and uh, one of the things I miss the most really is uh, doing events. Uh, I used to work for Dan Dan. I'm friends with both Dan's and they're great guys. And one of the great events that they've done over the years, uh, and it's actually super close to my heart because um, my family struggles with uh, Kennedy's disease as well as it's something that Dan Jacobs family. And I'm sure if you've uh, intertwined yourself in the food world, it's something that he speaks deeply about. And mm-hmm. so dim sum, dim sum is one of those events that he's run for the past few years. And it's just one of those great events where chefs get to show their food, showcase their food to the public, get together with their friends and serve the food that they love and also do something good for the world. And, you know, those things aren't, we're not doing them anymore. Dim sum, dim sum wasn't a thing this year. Um, the uh, HRC dinners, uh, the human rights campaign. I used to do dinners with them, the liver disease foundation, uh, just not being able to do those charity events for a lot of different reasons, you know, not for, you know, the selfish reasons, of course, of being to hang out with my friends and cook with them, but just just being able to feed also the world and to do something great from it. Yeah. That's hard. It sounds like you're pretty embedded in this community. (laughs) It's inspiring. Yeah. It's hard not to be when you have like all these great people around you and their food is so great. And, you know, like we all have good goals and if we can carry that over into something that isn't food, why not? Because we're having fun doing what we're doing. I'm going to throw this one at you. We'll see if it makes it into the show. (laughs) Uh, You can only tell someone one place to go get a meal besides thumb. Oh God. Where do you where do you tell them to go? You're you're like your closest friends here in town. Oh my god, you guys are putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, yeah, that's a hard question. I don't even know if I could answer that. I don't know if I could either, and I oh. would probably default to something easy. But I would. Can I, would, I give you two? Yeah, give you can give can as many I, as you want. Actually, okay. I mean, okay. The two places I've made myself go uh-huh. on my days off, <laughs> or or not even on my days off before we go to work. Um, Foxfire. Foxfire, well, it used to be a food truck only, but now they're operating out of uh, Hawthorne Coffee Roasters in South Milwaukee on Howell. Okay. Oh. And those guys, they're known for their bomb-ass chicken sandwiches. <laughs> but, oh, my God, they are they have a, um, a double cheeseburger, the double cheese brisket burger that's phenomenal. I would say rivals any burger in town. Okay. Uh, and then they recently, during COVID, Steve Hawthorne redid all of Hawthorne so they could uh, do a little bit of dine-in, which is really cool because without the opportunity of, you know, having that food truck out there, um, they did actually have a brief stint at the food truck park, Zicalo. I hope I'm not saying that wrong. I am uh, yeah, sorry. I, think I don't know how it's pronounced Zocolo. either, and that's yeah. the best Zocolo? I've heard. Zocolo? Yes. Oh. Yeah. oh, what is it? Zocolo. Zocolo. Yeah. Oh, I was way off. Yeah. Okay. So, but they they did have a brief stint there. I think they might be going back that next ne- next season. Um, but right now they're right out of uh, Hawthorne Coffee Roasters, and they started doing breakfast. And I'm going to tell you guys, uh, we my husband and I went there for breakfast right before we went into work one day, just because we were in the area, which we're not out in South Milwaukee often. Mm-hmm. 
freaking phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> these are my friends, yes, but their food is so good. Brian, uh, he used to be the sous chef at Hinterland. He worked at La Rev before that. Before that, he was at um, uh, Fine Dining. It used to be owned by Sandy D'Amato. Why is it? Justin Aprihenium has it now. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. Sanford. Oh, Sanford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was a sous chef at Sanford for a really long time. And uh, he worked at all these other great places. And then he decided to open up a food truck. And I mean, I worked for them the first year and I've only seen like great things and things that have gotten better coming from them every single year. And these guys work hard and they really give a shit about what they do. So um, that's they're that's one fantastic. Of, they're one of my number one places to go. Yeah, this um, is this is the exact kind of stuff we like <laughs> because these are things, you know, I think are not on everyone's radar. Right. And then also at the food truck park. Uh, Ruby's bagels. Oh, oh OK. Bagels. Like, because if you haven't had a decent bagel in Milwaukee, that's where you get it. All right. She nice. puts her heart and soul into these bagels. They are so good. Um, her cream cheese is delicious. <laughs> I mean, she's different flavors. They sell out very frequently. They're only open on the weekends because uh, I believe she does wholesale during the week. But okay. that's one place my husband and I, like if we have any time on the weekends, we hit them up. And him and I, my husband and I, uh, we operate them together. And we just have a couple people helping us since we opened during the pandemic. It started with just the two of us. Yeah. And um, slowly and surely, we've been able to fortunately uh, get a few people here and there to help us out. We've been fortunate to be busy enough to um, get a few people get a few people to help us. Good. Um, but on those days that you know we have just a little bit of time, we are out and getting Ruby's bagels because <laughs> I mean, you can taste the love in her food. I love the love in food. I do too. That's a I absolutely maker. do. Yeah. And you can tell. You can yep. totally tell. You sure can. I think so. I think so. I think um, the more work somebody puts in food, it overall gets appreciated. Even if people don't necessarily understand how much work is put into it, I think overall it it perseveres. If uh, <laughs> So we, we know at Crossroads they've got uh, – dine-in uh working they've got carry out and do you get is do you deliver yeah we deliver absolutely and we have our own delivery system and on sundays it's free so even on sundays people can uh try our food and have it delivered and crossroads has a pretty large delivery area um also right now with the pandemic i don't know why people wouldn't want to just you know sit in your car and just wait for somebody to bring you your food yeah because that's kind of yeah that's easy enough you know plus steve and i are the kind of guys that would probably no sooner get it in the car than it's it. been shoveled into <laughs> yeah. our mouths yeah <laughs> I, I, so not... it's like a win-win you're getting a hot meal right it's yeah, it's like it's better. being delivered you're with not supposed to do that too, we can really uh kind of start enjoying outside a little bit more and oh i know maybe do a little bit more picnic style stuff you know yeah I yes love it. so how do people connect follow Order, all that stuff. Uh, so you order our food off of Crossroads Collective's website. Uh, just Google Crossroads Collective or uh, go to the Toast website and Google Thumb. And Thumb is spelled T-H-U-M. Um, also, follow us online at Thumb M-K-E. Uh, we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We do a Meatless Monday special every Monday, which is great for the area that we're in because uh, east side of Milwaukee, believe it or not, 
is the largest population of vegetarians and vegans in all of Wisconsin. I did not know that. Wow. I yeah, didn't either. So it's, uh, oh. One of our things is, you know, we like being good neighbors. So we kind of like to do something special every Monday for our meatless, meatless friends. We every week have a new meatless Monday dish. Um, and if you really are into it, try to get it early because we sell it almost every week. Oh, nice. Adam, Adam and I will be like dogs waiting outside of the restaurant. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I can't out and everything. <laughs> well, uh, so dogs are friendly on our patio. Yeah, we're not. It's we're perfect friendly. segue. Yeah, yeah. We have a puppy bell that I, I'm a, I'm an animal lover all around. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke, but kind of not that, uh, there's a little doorbell that one of the <laughs> vendors has that if they ring it and I'm back in the kitchen, I run out front to see if there's a puppy out there. <laughs> not intended for that purpose, but it's kind of overlapped into that recently. That's nice. pretty cute. Nice. <laughs> you know, if I'm at rest, I'm at work in the restaurant every day, that's um, my little dose of being able to just kind of peek at animals, even through the window. Got to do it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's the perfect cafe next yep. door, which is also amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a, you're in a great neighborhood. Oh there. yeah, Black Cat Alley is amazing. So it's just it's a really fun time to get uh out into the east side. And now that the weather is getting nicer, uh the patio dining, Black Cat Alley, and just being able to, you know, get outside and um be maybe a little bit more comfortable with uh being around others a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And you know that uh we love the east side and all the friends over there, and we're so thankful that the East Side Business Improvement District and the team over there have, have connected us to so many great stories like yours um, that we can talk talk about and share with our listeners um, and, and get people who aren't on the east side over there for some of this amazing food. And, yeah, uh, we, and that, we, you know, including you. Adam and me. Well, we thank you guys. Um, it's, you know, it's very rare for us to have the opportunity to share our food with so many people. And um, it's, it's been a interesting ride and it's cool to educate people about something that honestly I've been educating people about since I was like five not a lot of people know not only about Lao food but about Lao culture um so even as a five-year-old I, I remember having to tell people yeah Laos is a country between Vietnam and Thailand it was part of the secret war and you know here I am over 30 years later still kind of telling that story but yes. um it's kind of incredible on to be able to do it on a different platform and hopefully you know it makes a difference because uh lao food has been hidden behind vietnamese and thai food a lot uh, and i just think it's you know it's such a small country it's still a third world country and uh there's been a lot of history in laos that a lot of people don't know about so it's been really cool to educate that but not only that um share our culture our food and honestly, share something positive during this really right. crazy, weird time. Absolutely. And thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to share it with, you know, more than just our little audience. <laughs> and Adam, thank you. Hey, Steve. Thank you. This was fun. And Adam. Steve. You know. And now, Milwaukee's own. Black Belt Theater. <laughs>